This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Pittsburgh Steelers Nation, sitting backstage with my boy Tate Boy Fresh for the Mike Tomlin post-game press conference on Fans First Sports Network, Steel Curtain Network. We just witnessed and watched a grueling 30-13 loss to the Indianapolis Colts, our third straight loss. We are now 7-7, seven and seven, and we fall to 11th place in the AFC race. Tate Boy Fresh, it was a rough ride. It was a hard game. Just real quick before we jump into the, the post-game comments from Coach Tomlin, your thoughts about what happened and what occurred. What's up, Big G? What's cracking, man? Man, as a Steeler fan, man, that was one of the most hurtful losses in <clears throat> in years. I mean, there's been a few. I mean, I guess this is regular season. That loss to the Browns in 2021 in the playoffs was bad. That lost to Jacksonville, was it 2017-ish? Yeah. Blake Bortles, Leonard Fournette, that was bad. The past two losses, I mean, we're just falling apart, man. I mean, from the Cleveland game where we really should have been able to win that game, it was 10-10. We lost by a last-second field goal. I mean, the defense in that game gave up gave up the uh, field position to allow Cleveland to get the field goal, but, you know, they had held all game 10 points. Then I think we might have won one somewhere in there. I don't remember. But then we lose to Arizona. 
We lose to the Patriots. The Colts are a good team. You couldn't have told me when the game started 13-0 that it would end it like it ended. From the second quarter on, in the Indianapolis Colts dominated the game. Mm. To me, Mitch is not the answer. Uh, they threw Mason in there. The defense was demoralized, trying to stop the run. Uh, yeah, just a bad – and Mitch, that, that interception he threw, trying to hit George Pickens, he does. He doesn't even set his feet, man. That throw was there. Mm. He wanted to fade to the left and you know be off, be off balance and throw the ball, man. It's a whole bunch of things that we could go over in this game, but let's just get to the press conference because much like Coach Tomlin standing up there answering questions, he was ready to go. I'm ready to go. Facts, without a shadow of a doubt, Tay Boy Fresh, I am too. But you know we do what we do on Steel Curtain Network, so we got to cover this press game this post-game press conference, and we're going to be short and sweet about it. Um, Coach Tomlin said at the very beginning of the press conference that it's just honestly bad football. It's losing football. We're not doing the right stuff. We have a massive amount of turnovers, massive amount of pen penalties. And at this point, he didn't have any answers because if he did, he wouldn't be up there making those statements. He said he was unwilling to think and believe that the Steelers could continue to do the same thing over and over again and not do something different. So he said he got a seven-day turnaround. They're going to have to do something different. Everything's going to be evaluated. And today was not a good day. Tate Boy Fresh, his opening statement from Coach Tomlin. It was sort of sounded like it was demoralizing, but at the same time, you got to move on from a loss. Your reaction to what Coach Tomlin stated at the beginning of the press conference? As the head coach, he just came in and, you know, immediately said we we played poorly. It's a poor performance. I take mm. full responsibility. Mm. Um, we played bad in all phases. I mean, he really didn't. He really didn't say a lot. That's what he said. Absolutely, absolutely didn't didn't say hardly anything. He just basically said he takes responsibility for the loss. We reported out. He said there was a bunch of bumps and bruises. Mika Fitzpatrick does have a knee injury. He said he would find out more concerning once they return to Pittsburgh and go through the evaluation process of his injury. Um, and moved on, and pretty much the first three questions was all the same question, talking about the play and preparation of this game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Coach Tomlin was more or less like he thought that they were prepared, but the play on the field did not show it. He made references to different points of the game, different aspects of the game. But take boy fresh. Those first three questions to me were the same question. But I just want to get your reaction of what you were hearing as Tomlin was being asked those questions, basically in a repetitionist point, the same question over and over again. Well, what what was the question? Um, the one thing they was was about the change in the preparation from the loss this week to, to I mean from the loss last week to the loss this week. He was asked a question about how the game plan looked similar to the game plan that was played before. And also about what should be what did they have going forward in this game plan that was different from the the game plan from the prior loss. He answered those questions basically all the exact same way. Well, what I took from it is he said, "We're going to do things different." Mm. You know, we're definitely going to do things different. Basically, it's the it's the definition of insanity. He didn't say that, but he he kind of paraphrased it. 
to mm. think we're going to keep doing the same things and things are going to are going to change. And one of one of the uh, one of the beat reporters asked him, Steeler beat reporters asked him, how do you know things are going to change? What makes you think things are going to change? He said, I didn't say change. I said, we're going to do things different. So Facts. that's about he can't he can't he can't control or, or, or change the outcome. But he the preparation, what they do, who they play. He can definitely be in charge of doing things different. Hmm. The next question Coach Tomlin was asked was about the buy-in from the players. Um, he didn't address it directly. He just spoke more about the play on the field being poor. But he said he couldn't stand at this point and make a decision or statement concerning the buy-in from the team. Tayboy Fresh, do you think the Steelers are buying in at this point? Well, Coach Tomlin – I said said exactly. I mean, if, if I remember correctly, he can't speak to the buy-in component. Mm -hmm. But we are definitely playing poorly, and we have to do something different to try and address that. Absolutely. At this point in the press conference, he was asked a question, and later on he was asked the same question two different ways, but it was the exact same question. It was specifically geared towards the run defense and the Pittsburgh Steelers' inability to stop the Indianapolis Colts. There was a reference point made even from a later question that the, that he was he aware that the Colts ran the ball 14 consecutive times during the game with the Pittsburgh Steelers having the inability to stop the Indianapolis Colts. Tate, his reaction and his statements were pretty much the same. He kept saying over and over again that we played poorly. He couldn't break down the aspects of it. But the, the fact was we played poorly. Your reaction to what Coach Tomlin said concerning those statements and the inability to stop the Indianapolis Colts running game. Say, boy, fresh, one, two, one, two. I'm sorry, Big G. I you said everything comes back to, uh, you know, playing poorly. That I mean – Coach Tomlin pretty much opened up answering each question to playing poorly. Mm. Um, he did address the defensive line playing poorly, the defense playing poorly. Um, said that it was a, a, a component of attrition to mm. why they weren't unable to stop the run. The offense played so poor, the defense was on the field so long. Indianapolis mm. ran the ball 14 straight, uh, 14 straight times mm. at some point in that second half. And the Steelers Absolutely. just couldn't stop him. He was asked about that, and he said, uh, due to attrition and and attrition being a factor or suffer in the middle of the defense with mm -hmm. the inside linebackers and the safeties. I mean, DeMonte Casey was ejected, I believe, in the first, late first, early second quarter. Mm -hmm. Next play, very next play, Minka Fitzpatrick gets hurt. Mm -hmm. Um. Trenton Thompson went out for, I don't know if he came back, went out for a bit. He got injured too. So, I mean, it just was, yeah, it was just really bad. I mean, to think they were up 13-0 and lose 30-13, that's just disheartening. Absolutely. Coach Tomlin was asked a couple of series of questions concerning the quarterback play from Mitch Trubisky and how he normally does not pull a quarterback. He allows quarterbacks to finish and by them going to Mason late in the game. Um, he's really stated that there was really no answers at this point, and the play was not good enough from Trubisky. 
and he was asked directly why he pulled Trubisky. And he said, he said, the play just was not good enough from that position. Tayboy Fresh, do you believe and think, based on Coach Tomlin's question, I mean, answers to those questions, that we will have a change at quarterback going to, into the Cincinnati Bengals next week? Well, Coach Tomlin couldn't couldn't speak to it with a definitive answer. I mean, we'll see how things go in practice. He also said that, you know, when he said the quarterback play wasn't good enough, he also said then he followed that up with nor was the coaching good enough. So absolutely. You know, he did say that. Um I think we'll 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 have to see. I mean Mason didn't come in to this is me talking. Mm-hmm. Mason didn't come in and do anything, you know, uh game altering, but you is you can't really expect until he comes in with two minutes left down. You know what I mean? But some of his yeah. throws weren't weren't the best throws. But you know, if he if he, they make a change and he goes in this week talking about Mason and gets all the first team reps and gets the practice, I mean, why not? I, we clearly know Mitch isn't the guy. I mean, I don't know that you that you rush Kenny back. I mean, it, it's just crazy, man. I haven't I haven't felt this personally. This is not Coach Tomlin speak. This is Tate speak. Haven't felt this uh bad about the Steelers in, in, in a long time, man. And I've been a fan for over 45 years. Absolutely. I think the feeling is mutual by both of us who have been longtime Pittsburgh Steelers fans, probably since we were, you know, before the age of 10, both of us. So this is very mm-hmm. disheartening from, from the overall standpoint of the Pittsburgh Steelers team. Tate, he was asked about why he did not take the 57-yard field goal at that time. Coach Tomlin's statement was was pretty much the play before. They were in uh, unable to have a successful play that moved them in position, and he didn't feel good about taking that 57-yard field goal. Do you think that was a mistake, Tate? Or based on what, how he answered the question, or do you think it's just based on the game, he should have punted that ball? That's hard to say, man. I understand punting it. I mean, the play before, it was an out to, uh, I believe it was a pass to Deontay Johnson, and Mason just cold through that whole thing right out of bounds. Wasn't even... Mm. Wasn't even in range of the receiver. It was way out of bounds. You know? So at that time, I believe it was like fourth and 15 or something like that. You really can't mm-hmm. go for it. Boswell, who's usually money, missed an extra point today. Facts. You know what I mean? And the game just wasn't going still his direction. I mean, you punt it, maybe the defense creates a spark, and that's that's what you hope to happen. That's That's what the intention is to happen. Have mm-hmm. a quick, either a quick three and out or some type of splash by the defense. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. That's when the Colts proceeded to run the ball. Probably those fourteen straight times was on that drive. They had a nine minute drive. Mm-hmm. They killed a lot of clock. So yeah, so I understand the punt. I understand the thought behind it. I mean, you really don't go for it on fourth and fifteen out near midfield. I mean, if it was been a fifty-seven yard field goal, that mean they was. I mean, they was at the at their at the Colts 41. I don't know. I don't know that you go for it on fourth and 15 there. Maybe you try and put points on the board. But like I said, I mean, Tomlin is going to err on the side of his defense, even even, even with the poor performance, err on the side of his defense and think they can go create some splash, go get it three and out, get the ball right back. And we're, we're trying to score again. So I understand. But yeah, he just like wasn't wasn't feeling it. Going, going for that field goal at that time. And as we saw, would it have made a difference? Would that have made the field goal and it been 
27 to 16, and then they get the ball and then, then proceed to run down our throat. I mean, really no mm -hmm. big difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. We were definitely – Tomlin was asked a question concerning the ejection of KZ, which he said that it came from New York. Um, I'm not even going to go into it and or answer it outside of just saying that it was a bang-bang play, in my opinion. And I think that Coach Tomlin um, really had no control over it. But at the same time, it was a momentum swing for the game. Because like Tate has already referenced, the very next pay, we lost Mika to an injury. Um, last couple questions, he was asked about Najee Harris and him not usually fumbling. Tate, did you think that was a big momentum swing as well when Najee fumbled inside the Indianapolis Colts 30 and then able to get a touchdown right away? I don't know if it, if it was a momentum swing because mm. momentum had already swung. Mm. I think it was the nail in the coffin. Yeah. At that point, that's what I think it was. And Najee doesn't usually fumble when he was, you know, fighting for extra yards. With no excuse, you can't put that ball in the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, they were talking on the broadcast that Coach Tomlin really likes Najee as a football player because of his competitive competitiveness, the fact that he came from the Bay Area, California, to go down to Alabama, compete in the SEC when he could have mm. went in the Pac-12 or anywhere. He liked that competitiveness, the tough football player that it is. And that's what he was doing. He was fighting for extra yards on that play, and mm. the ball came out. Those things happen. If, if I can count, that's probably the third fumble in Najee's career. I, I think you're 100% correct. He's only five, has three fumbles as of date as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Tate, right. last question, last question, and it was reiterated again by the time going out the door. Coach Tom was asked again about the wholesale changes that will be made for this week moving forward against the Cincinnati Bengals. And Coach Tomlin, in my opinion, took ownership again and stated, listen, it starts with the coaching. It starts with the team. The players, yes, they played for, but we have to make changes. Your reaction to Coach Tomlin's last statement as he adjourned the press conference? It's really nothing else he could have said, G. I mean, you know, the way they plan, you can't keep allowing them to play the same. So, like he said, I can't guarantee things going to change. I can't guarantee we're going to do things different. So. I think that was the, the final question. But yeah, that's 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 where, where we're at. Absolutely. Final thoughts, Tate, as we close out the loss to the Indianapolis Colts 30 to 13 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, this is another mediocre season. It's kind of different than last year, right? Last year we was two and six coming yep. out the bye and went seven two down the stretch. This year, at one point, I think we were six and three, seven and three. Mm -hmm. And now here we are, seven and seven. We just flipped it. We had a better start this year, and now we're off to a bad finish. Where last year we had a terrible start, and then we had a we had a great finish. So Facts. I don't know where we're at, man. I almost want to throw my hands up and and say lose the next three games. And I, I don't. I really don't want that. But man, at this point, a premium draft pick would would be better than me. Well, I think mm -hmm. we just fumbled away our playoff opportunity. I mean, Absolutely. They're, they're not mathematically dead, but, I mean, I don't think they can win three straight. They may can go two and one to, to prevent another losing season, but who cares about that, right? Absolutely. I mean, at this point, I would almost rather the higher draft capital that, yeah. and bring in another impact player that can help make some make something different, man. You know, that, that's where – that's not Coach Tomlin speak. We've already addressed 
the press conference review aspect of this. That's just me talking as a member of the Steel Curtain Network and Fans First Sports Network, speaking about what I think about the Steelers right now. Absolutely, absolutely. I I, I can probably agree with 99.99% of the statements you made. At this stage in the game, yes, we could win out. Yes, some things could happen. But we failed today from the 6th seed to the 11th seed in the AFC with teams that are have already beaten us in front of us. So it's going to be a hard deal for us to win out three straight games. And with the, the inefficiencies that's going on on offense and defense, man, it's a hard road to go. And draft capital could be critical moving forward with the Pittsburgh Steelers regime, whoever by whoever's coaching moving forward. Tay Boy Press, thanks again for rocking with us, man. Thanks for sitting in to the post-game press review with Mike Tomlin on Fans First Sports Network, Steel Curtain Network. Hey, we'll catch you guys next week when we play a rivalry game, which could be a total elimination game for the Pittsburgh Steelers for their playoff contention versus the Cincinnati Bengals. As for me and Tate Boy Fresh, we will check you guys next week on Steel Curtain Network. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild.